0: From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, HeKi. Hello, villagers. Did you know that usually it only takes about 10 seconds for someone to establish their opinion of you based solely on what you look like? That first impression is everything. We're living in a world where we are judged for everything, and social media has made it easier than ever to cast judgments on complete strangers. If you're an expectant parent or you've just had a baby, this is even more true for you, and people can be brutal. Today, I'm chatting with Lisa Malmgren, the founder of Classified Image Consultant. She is a model, wardrobe consultant, and concierge shopper. And we're diving into finding yourself again through fashion. And she's going to share her insights on what happens when our bodies change and what can be done at each stage of becoming and being a parent. Lisa is a personal stylist who's had experience navigating her own style while juggling a partner, three sons, and two stepdaughters. Regardless if you're single, married, working at a career job, of being a stay-at-home parent raising young ones, Her passion is to help her clients look and feel more confident in bringing out the best versions of themselves by having an organized and practical wardrobe. You're listening to episode number 26 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. Lisa, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm so excited.
0: I am also so excited. Um, just our little chats that we have had before this. I'm super stoked to share all of your stuff with our listeners today. They are going to walk away just feeling so powerful. That's how I walk away every time we talk. Oh gosh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> before we dive in, uh-huh. can you tell us a little bit about maybe how you got into fashion and um, you know, helping people find their perfect style?
1: Oh, of course! I've always, always loved fashion, and I dreamt of being a model ever since I was a little girl. Um, but being five foot three, that was just a dream. <laughs> so fortunately, my father was somewhat in the advertising business, and he—I got introduced into doing commercials at a very young age. I think I started around 13 or 14. I think it was 14. My first commercial was a shoe commercial. It was so exciting and I've been hooked ever since. So just um, being in and out of the industry for over 30 years. I know that sounds like a long time, but it's true. <laughs> and um, being exposed to, you know, just a different stylists, hair makeup artists throughout the time and, and watching all the, the transitions with you know um, the the fashion and trends and it's just been really really exciting. I've never lost or um, my excitement and my enthusiasm for being in the industry. I have also done other things, but you know that's something that always kept. I suppose, like a childhood dream, just wanting to be an actress, wanting to be a model and doing as much as I can behind the scenes. So um, naturally, my friends saw this and saw the way I dressed, etc. And they would always ask me, hey, you know, I I need your help. I, you know, we have this event or I have this thing, my birthday's coming up. Can you help me? And so I pretty much was the go-to person all this time. And, um, you know, I, I also saw that, you know between the transition of motherhood um the different job careers i had i mostly had a career of sales as well it's really helped me to present myself in a way that commanded respect and admiration and so i think who doesn't want to be respected and admired <laughs>
0: Absolutely. That's super fun. I love when people have um, really intricate journeys of how they got to where they are. I feel like um, I have kind of a a unique, but very intentional journey of how I got to be, um, you know, and the listeners have heard me talk about that. So it's always really fascinating how people get to, to their like perfect, their perfect job, right? You know, kind of something that you you might have to cultivate for yourself. I love it. (laughs) So what has being a parent taught you about your own image and how has this affected your approach, um, you know, when you approach other people's image? That's kind of a multi layer question there.
1: <laughs> well, the most important thing I learned was to work with my body, not against it. And being comfortable is a really important thing. Wearing comfortables that fit you right, that, you know, are not too hard to put on or off, especially when you're running around with kids. Um, Things that, you know, like expose wrinkles and, you know, those shirts you wear with the the opening, you you know, those kinds of things. It's just little things to pay attention to and just sort of like eliminate that from your closet. But really importantly, anything that's really easy to wear and comfortable that can take you from one routine to another, I just think it's really important to have you know, that comfort level where you're not worrying about what you're wearing or if what you're wearing is appropriate for you know, whatever event that you're attending to do. Um, when I meet with my clients, one of the first things I ask is, tell me about your routine. What do you do on a daily basis for work and then, of course, on weekends? And that's what I try to mimic. I really try to put myself in their shoes and you know, try to imagine what it would be like to be them. And I could, you know, help them to dress for that fact. That's really important. Mm -hmm. It is. I think that's something, right, that people,
0: you know, we see all of this high fashion, and we think it's so cute. But then automatically that pop that idea that pops into your head that says, Oh, but I never have time for that. Or, um, you know, I don't even put half of that effort into my look. So I think it is important to find something that fits into, um, you know, your routine that you already have, because some routines are pretty set and there are, there are families out there that they really just can't add another 20 minutes into their day, right? Everything that's is just true. really jam-packed. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's nice to hear.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, for our listeners out there who are, thinking, you know, we're babbling nonsense and clothes can't really have that much impact on your confidence. What do you say to those critics out there, or um, at least our listeners who might be feeling a little skeptical?
1: Hmm. Well, it is fact that colors do make a difference. Um, this is why you wouldn't go into a spa and see red walls. <laughs> you know, you'll probably see calming colors and, and colors do influence a lot of your mood and the impression that people have on you um you know like red is such a confident loud color um, whereas yellow seems to be a happy color that's why they put the happy face in yellow and um pink it's funny like for maybe if i'm doing an audition in the medical field i'll probably wear white something pink or very light blue these are what you call the trustworthy colors. So it's just, it's our talk, you know, in, the, in, in that industry when you're doing advertising. Colors are really important. It's also science. Um, the other thing is like we tend to dress how we feel. And the way people respond to you, they'll first respond to what you look like and then they'll pick up that energy of what you feel. So colors do also evoke some sort of an energy and vice versa. You know, we'll pick that up from people as well. So I think, I don't think there's anyone that would really disagree with that. I I do believe that people know that, but they try to ignore it because maybe they have some other stuff going on and they just don't want to deal with that. They don't understand how that works. But it is fact. It has been scientific proof that colors make a big difference. So just paying attention to what you have in your wardrobe. Maybe you have, I mean, I've been to, uh, someone's wardrobe. Their favorite color was purple, and I would say over fifty percent of their wardrobe was purple. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and um, you know, some of the purple there's very there's cool tones as warm tones, and you know they were better off wearing warm tones, and the cool tones didn't really do anything for them. So knowing what your colors are are also really really important. It could really send the wrong or right messages, cause you to look happy or look you or cause you to look bored. I don't know.
0: (laughs) That's so funny that you bring up colors. So when I look across, um, my closet, I have the majority of all the same colors, except when I think about, um, you know, I have this, this really like, um, power jumpsuit. I have this powerful jumpsuit that makes me feel like a real boss bait and it's red. So it's funny that you say that. And my headshots for, for TBH, I'm in yellow, which is exactly how I was feeling. I was super happy that Good day. color,
1: I, Okay. <laughs> that's
0: so funny that you say that mm-hmm. I'd be interesting, a little nervous to have you come, um, into my closet because like I say, it's all pretty much, um, I wear a lot of earthy tones, So, um, yeah, I (laughs) I would be
1: interested to see what you would have to say. (laughs) What you wear for a headshot makes such a big difference. Even things like, I mean, obviously for photo shoots, even with your children and your family, as you can see, I'm sure you've seen the whole white shirt thing or the blue shirt thing. And there's all reasons for that. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's just calming and gentle and it, it does evoke, colors really do evoke emotion. So it's just something to pay attention to.
0: Yeah. The white shirt pictures are always, you know, you know, very like serene and, um, kind of pure. It's like that familial love, right? It's, it's really warm and close. Yeah. (laughs) Fun. So, you know, just thinking about changing, your your wardrobe, or for me at least, and like revamping your wardrobe seems really overwhelming. So if you were to come into my closet and be like, "Okay, hee hee, this all has to go," I would definitely be consumed with a little bit of anxiety. It would make me feel, you know, really overwhelmed. Do you have tips for someone who might be able um, to do this incrementally or in small shifts, um, baby steps?
1: Oh yeah, baby steps. Of course, you want to start with baby steps. It's really hard to come and just detox an entire wardrobe. And yeah, it it does. It's funny how people get very emotional when it comes to their things. Um, So baby steps would, first of all, deciding that, hey, I do need more space or for whatever reason, I'm not there. I'm not in my teens or my 20s or whatever it is anymore and I do need to transition and honestly it's really good to transition your wardrobe every 10 years because obviously what you wore in your teens you're not going to really wear in your late 20s what you wore in your late 20s you're not really going to wear in your 40s so and so on and so forth you really want to sort of like upgrade your wardrobe every 10 years because every 10 years you more or less go through like a life change or a lifestyle change for the most part whether it's a career whether it's marriage, whether it's divorce, you know, whatever reason people do go through a transition. And so baby steps would mean deciding what to eliminate. So the first thing I would do is probably get a box or a bag that would be your, I don't need this anymore. And it's going to be donated. So obviously, obviously trash will go in trash, but if it's something that you think you could donate, just keep a donate bag and try to fill that bag up maybe within a month, You know, so every time you wear something or you try a couple things on and for whatever reason, you know that you can't wear that anymore. Maybe it has a little stain on it. Maybe it has a small rip. Maybe it just doesn't fit right. Maybe the washing and drying changed the original look of it. And so it'll be a great time to just start putting that one at a time. We don't have to do it all in one day. So you can plan to do this over a month. And after your bag is full, now you have a little bit more room in your closet, um, you know, you really want to also, the next step to do a further elimination would be to get rid of those colors that don't do you enough justice. <laughs> you know, or you know, for example, um, you know, I had a client with uh, I'll go back to this other purple client just because I don't want to use too many clients, but I think he had something like 12 polo T-shirts or yeah, shirts. And so I got him to decide on six and donate the other six. We don't need 12, but we can manage with six, right? So that's just an example. Um, I tend to collect black pants. I know that I'm a black (laughs) pantsaholic. I just think black pants are such a great staple. So I just, I buy them, but I try to manage now and I keep it down a four. But up to me, I'd probably have 12. (laughs) So we're all guilty of this. We all have maybe too much of the one thing and You know, we might find something that we like much better and we get that and we still keep the other one as a backup. That's fine. But you just don't want to have too much of the same thing, too much of the same color. It's good to mix it up a bit. And I could probably talk about maybe some staple pieces later on in our talk.
0: Oh gosh, I'm just envisioning my closet, and oh man, yeah, it's all just kind of the same colors, except those power pieces. So I do have my power pieces that um, you know are definitely not in my my typical neutral earthy tones. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to what you said about doing it slowly, remember the show What Not to Wear on TLC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. show gave me so much anxiety because really they mm-hmm. would just take this person's closet. And dump it all, remember? You you could keep like two things, right? <laughs> and I know. if you kept this, you had to give this up. Oh my goodness, it was just so much anxiety. So that makes me feel so much better to know that you can do it over a month and then give those clothes away. And then, you know, and after that, what do you what do you suggest? Are you thinking like you know, like stay there for a few months or is every month you're trying to get rid of clothes? What's the the follow up to after you do that one box?
1: So that's a really good question. Now there are many. Obviously, I've worked with so many different clients, and then there are clients with more way more clothes than they can wear, and then there are clients that with a lot of missing pieces in their wardrobe. So in my process of elimination suggestion, I would also recommend that you keep a list. And so as you get rid of things, maybe it's something you really loved, but you just can't wear it because it doesn't fit right anymore, or it's stained or ripped. So you wanna give that away and that item you'll put on your list. Hey, I need to get a new shirt or a new white shirt or whatever it is. Um, You'll wanna make that list. So in this month where you're doing this process, you would slowly eliminate and slowly add to your list. So this will be your new shopping list for when you go shopping. And then you kind of wait for your sales to start up. Ooh, you know, so-and-so is having a sale on shoes or whatever it is. You go with your list and you stick to your list and you buy just that what's on your list. And if it's on sale, grab it. If it's not on sale. You can wait for another time. And that's great for people who have a budget and just don't want to do everything all at once. Um, You know, it just helps you to shop smarter too and get better deals. And of course, who doesn't love a deal but Americans? (laughs) Well sure. I do. Yeah. So it Everyone loves a a deal. I should just say Americans, but everybody loves a deal. So that's what I do. I wait for sales and I go with my list. And that's that's very that's helped me a lot over the years.
0: That's awesome. It prevents you from um, you know, just wandering around in the store. So we see the sell side and we're like, oh, I should go in there and I should definitely buy something because it's a great deal, right? Yeah. But you have nothing that you actually need. That's where I find myself so often and Obviously, yeah. I try and, and refrain, and at some point, I usually do catch myself and be like, why are you in here? You need nothing. Let's go. You know, <laughs> have fun looking around, but you don't need anything. Don't buy anything. And it, it that has been a learning process of, like, just because there's a sale, it doesn't mean that you need anything. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely been an internal struggle for me. I finally feel like I'm getting a hold of it, though. Living in the city is hard because there's always, always yeah. sales and, you know, at really great places. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shopping with a list is very smart shopping. You're going to get what you need and you'll get it on sale cuz you know, you just time it well and it's actually um it make, gives you a really great feeling of accomplishment as well.
0: I'm sure. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I love that you also talked about um You know, doing this on a budget, so we know that parents always come last on their list. So you have to like really need something. Like I'm about to have to go to this wedding naked if I don't get (laughs) you know a new dress. I have to do this for myself. Oh dear, what a a thought. (laughs) That's usually what I find. You know, when when parents are going shopping, they have. Really, they're they're like at the end of their rope. What do you mm-hmm. say to people who um, are working on a budget, but they also just need to kind of revamp their wardrobe?
1: Okay, so perfect. Um, again, with the list, you could monitor the sales, do your searches. I mean, obviously, with the internet, it's really great to do your searches, and no matter which store, it'll pop up. It'll pop up on the Google, especially if you're something. If you're specific, like um, this morning, I had a vision of buying a a black shirt dress with a black polka dot shirt dress which is something like oh I need polka dots in my wardrobe I don't have polka dots like I got rid of all of them now I don't even have one and it's coming back in season so I thought that would just be a great staple and I googled it and boom there's about 10 different stores that came up with a black purple dress and then guess what I found one on eBay and so You don't always have to go buy brand new. There's consignment shops, there's eBay, there's Etsy, there's a lot of um, great different, you know, avenues to get, you know, clothes as well. And there's really nothing embarrassing about buying um, used clothes or secondhand, because a lot of them are not even new. A lot of these clothes that are sold in consignment shops were never even worn. You know, this is just something maybe someone got as a gift, or they bought it and it expired the time where they could have returned it to the store they didn't have time and I would say if you spoke to any consignment shop owners a great deal of what they have are brand new items never even worn so don't discard that it's really great place to get quality items um at a very reduced cost and the thing with consignment shops they do not take things that are ripped stained buttons loose um worn like overly worn um Cheap falling apart, they only take quality items, they're very strict about that because obviously it affects their you know bottom line. So, um, it's a great place to check out. I'm a huge fan of the jersey dress, I just think it's a great staple that you can layer. You can wear it with leggings, you could wear it with a denim jacket, you can wear it at home and then walking the dog, throw on a sweater over that, a cardigan, wear it with leggings, a big scarf. I'm just a huge fan of that. I just think that's another staple. If you have a little bit of money, just invest in a jersey dress. There's so much you can do with that. That's my tip for the day.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh my goodness. And you said so much. So to backtrack, you know, Facebook groups are actually becoming really popular for people to sell their clothes. I always see people um, saying things like, creating a group and going through my closet, you know, comment here if you want in. And I think that's a great way also to save money and, you know, your buy-in kind of from family to family. So um, Mm -hmm. not exactly support local, but kind of support local. Um, I also, I'm guilty of having things in my closet that have tags on them. And by the time I get around to wearing them, or I remember that I have them, they're like not in style anymore, or I've changed what I want. And, you know, and I'm guilty of that for sure, um, and I love that the consignment shops kind of do the filtering for you, so you can go yeah. in there and you know that you're getting really quality clothing. Um, that's awesome. Great. I do love consignment shops. I I have my oh, there's
1: some here. great ones in Boston. So, yeah, I used to live in Florida too, and there were some terrific ones mm-hmm. there. Um, I believe the owners have gotten so strict about what they accept. You know, they they just don't take. Um, low, um, low end or low quality items. So pretty much if you go in there, you know, be prepared, you know, you will see some really nice things at affordable prices that you're not going to get anywhere else. The other thing is you find that when you go to these um, department stores, they tend to carry the same brands. And you so if you have your favorite department stores, you tend to see the same brands over and over and over again. If you go to a consignment shop, it'll open up your world to all these other brands that you're not familiar with because you're not shopping in those other stores. So it's a fun place to just go and, you know, see what's happening and (laughs) come up with some new ideas. Um, I just, I'm a big fan of consignment shops. I have a great relationship with a lot of them too. So it's, I love
0: it. That's, um, so I can't tell you how many times I have spent a couple Mm -hmm. seasons looking for something and something that comes to mind is, um, like a cream, half trench coat, right? So not a long one, but one that stops at your waist. And I, I just couldn't find, um, and it was actually caramel, not cream, but I couldn't find one that I absolutely loved. I was just strolling in a consignment shop and I found the exact one that I wanted. And I feel like that happens very often. And I, it goes back to you saying, I probably would have never found that because I'd never heard of that brand before. I probably wasn't going into that store. Um, and so Yeah, I love that you bring that up. That's awesome, and I have definitely seen that. um, I've definitely seen that at work. Cool. (laughs) Having a baby, um, and even being pregnant, um, impacts your self-esteem and your body image, and there's a lot going on there, right? Your body's working really hard, and you're growing a baby, and things are changing, and your hormones are changing, so the way that you feel about your body is changing, and I know that some parents can find that boost of confidence and you know, really embracing being a parent and their new role, they really dress the part and have fun with finding that style of their new identity. What do you think about rebuilding self-esteem with clothing? Is that possible? Have you seen that happen?
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, absolutely. I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, my first son was eight pounds eight ounces. And I was devastated. I thought my body was ruined for life. And of course, I had my second 14 months later. And that was it. I thought that I could never look attractive again. <laughs> True story. So I can tell you what I've learned. First of all, self-care is so important. You cannot wave a magic wand and transform your body in two days. It's just not going to happen. It just takes doing every little thing that we can you know whenever we can do it so um self-care really important do it while you're multitasking yes we're too busy to do it but we can do it we can wear a mask when we're blow drying our hair we can do our scrub when we're in the shower you know our five minute shower do that facial steam scrub thing do it just do it (laughs) you know um I would even go so far like I just don't have time to exercise So my routine, when I'm blow drying my hair, I do squats and blow dry my hair. I love (laughs) it. Oh my goodness. That's perfect. So, I mean, do something because doing nothing is just no fun. So, um, I, you know, I know that it's hard. I know I've been there. I've been super busy and just really no time, but these things do help. And so once you feel like you've, gotten to that one step where you you know you feel like your face feels absolutely clean and it's shining or it's you know just glowing it gives you that encouragement to do the next step which I would strongly recommend I mean if we want to be fabulous obviously we have to be wearing a fabulous outfit our hair has to be gorgeous and we have to have like flawless makeup it's really hard to do all three when you have 15 minutes to get dressed right So how about we just pick one or two of those things? If my hair is looking fabulous, how about I just do quick makeup and just run out the, you know, whatever you do, or put on a decent outfit, make sure my hair looks perfect and forget about the makeup. Just make sure you're, you know, if your face is clean and you're, you know, you're feeling healthy, you'll be fine. You'll still get compliments. It'll be okay. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but I've been there. It's just, you know, and a lot of people make that mistake and feel like, well, it's either I do or I don't. And you don't have to be either or. You can sort of like try to get it in in the middle where you just try to do as much as you can or do something, you know, as opposed to doing nothing at all. So whatever it is that makes you feel good, if it's wearing perfume, if it's just making sure your nails are done. Um, or, you know, just pick that one thing. If you can afford to do the facials, do the facials, you know, but I love to do my at home facials. I just feel like I have more time. I don't have time to take an hour and, you know, get the facials done. So I do them myself and I, I would invest in something that's good for my, like a really good product, you know, nothing really cheap. I mean, there are good cheap products out there, but, um, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I think everybody, by trying different things, get to learn which products agree with their skin type and which one really, you know, brings out the best of them. But my suggestion is just do it. You know, if you can just do two out of three things, just do it.
0: I love it. And I love that you mentioned, um, you know, the five minutes a day, five minutes is better than no minutes, right? So I would rather you do a five-minute mask in the shower or a five-minute scrub or five minutes of squats while you Mm -hmm. are blow-drying your hair rather than nothing at all. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. So we get discouraged a lot, like, well, today's already shot. I already dried my hair and I didn't do my squats. What's, what about the next time that you're waiting on the microwave, right? Do your squats then or you're going to brush your teeth again tonight. So do your squats then. There are lots of places that you can, um, you can do it. And just remember, it's just five, five minutes a day. I think yeah, pretty easy. You do have to be intentional and probably keep it in the forefront of your mind. But five <laughs> minutes, can, it can be squeezed in a lot of places. So don't give up if you missed it in the morning. There are other places in your day to do it. Absolutely. For me, one of the frustrating things about fashion is that it's ever changing and it's fun, but it's also really hard for me to spend a lot of money on something that may or may not be in style in six months or the next season. However, I do have my staples, you know, my go-tos that, um, Honestly, if they went out of style, I think I would still wear them because I love them so much and they just look great on me. So are there any staples that you recommend to everyone to have in their wardrobe? Um, I know that we talked about the jersey dress. What, What else do you have?
1: Well, good fitting jeans, number one. I think it's one of the hardest things to find but when you do, it's like such a great staple. So invest in that, try to find one. Um, one of my favorites is not your daughter's jeans, you know, cause I'm, I guess I'm a little curvy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay, no shame in my curvy game, girl. <laughs>
0: no way, no shame in anybody's game. Yeah.
1: So really good fitting jeans, and of course, you know, if you're in a seasonal climate like we are, you know, you wanna get a thinner pair for summer and you know, something a little more substantial for winter. But you really want to have all wrong. It's just you can't go wrong with really good jeans, um, black leggings. Again, you can just use that for so many different things: sweaters, uh, the jersey dress, um, a t-shirt, um, a t-shirt uh, with a, a cardigan over it. Um, I'm such a huge fan of a well-fitted black dress pants. You know, I just i that I think that's a really important wardrobe staple. Whether it's a corporate dinner or a formal event, you can you can always dress up really nice a a really nice pair of black pants with a a glamorous top. Um, So I think that's important. The good old white shirt, you know, you can wear it by itself, um, with a sweater over it, a jacket, cardigan. So many different things you could do with a white shirt. Um, What I love, and I've seen some really great ones at Nordstrom Rack or the white shirts with little ties or a little fun details on the sleeve. I know the sleeve thing is very trendy, but if you just get something that's not as excavations or, you know, dramatic, um, it can still be fun. I love shirts outside and not tucked in. I just think it's more comfortable looking, You could do more with it. Um, Of course, uh, let me see here. I, we do have different styles, I and mean, you know, I meet people, and some people have an edgy style, some people have a soft and, you know, flirtatious style. So I usually recommend um, a denim jacket or a leather jacket. You know, you can do either, or you can do both. I have both because I have different moods. <laughs> so, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, so a really good denim jacket. My favorite leather jacket is by Cole Haan. It doesn't have the zippers and the belts, and it's just a simple black jacket. Very classic. You can wear that to a business meeting, you know, if you have it with a nice shirt and a skirt, Um, as well as you could wear it for a fun night, like a movie night or something like that. Um, Really nice black cardigan or a navy blue. I love a navy blue cardigan. It goes with everything, jeans, dresses, whatever um and I'm a huge fan of not only the jersey dress but the shirt dress I think you can wear that to almost any occasion and it can take you you can dress it down dress it up wear it with a belt without um it's very flattering for any shape you know whether you're big chested small chested wide skinny tall short it's just it's a one all especially um Like the denim dress, I just posted this on my Facebook page. It's funny, Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of that right now. I'm just raving like that that denim shirt dress goes with any anything. It's for anyone. It's for any skin tone, you know, dark, light, medium, um, height. It it's just a one all no brainer. If you find a nice one, grab it.
0: I love it. Wow. My confidence (laughs) just shot up because all your staples that you just named, I have pretty much all of them. Good. And I'm rolling in the fashion area of my life. (laughs) That makes me feel good. I um, I love t-shirt dresses so much in the summer. They are my go to. I would wear t-shirt dresses every single day if I could get away with it. Um, and I do. I do wear t-shirt dresses a lot, a lot in
1: the summer. So that is, that's awesome. Now with the weather changing, you can wear that with a huge scarf and a jacket, you know, and you can just, what's great about that is when you're in New England, the weather changes. It can be 30 degrees in the morning and 60 degrees by 11 o'clock. And so it's really great to just be able to remove an item and not be dying in what you're wearing. You'd wear this thick sweater in the morning and by eleven o'clock you just really want to take it off. So and you can't do that sometimes.
0: <laughs> I love it. I do love layering too. I um I generally am a very cold person and so mm-hmm. I always have layers on. That way no matter where I go, I know I can either, you know, bundle up a little bit or if for some reason they have it at a what's what I consider a hee hee comfortable level, which is probably generally much warmer than most people have it. Um mm-hmm. then I can take some layers off and, and be comfortable.
1: Perfect.
0: Perfect. So circling back to, um, to kind of pregnancy, being pregnant for nine months may seem like forever when you're doing it, but in the grand scheme of things, it's actually a pretty short period of time, especially, um, when you're considering investing in clothes and, you know, most people I think wouldn't want to dump loads of money onto a new wardrobe only to have it for a few months, unless maybe you absolutely knew you would want you know, more children, that's, you know, that's a strategy, but let's say you don't want to spend a lot of money on maternity clothing for whatever reason. What's the best way to maximize your investment in clothing? Are there like pieces to, you know, styles that you can recommend that you may carry through pregnancy and into postpartum, Um, you know, and also I would be concerned about looking great and comfy.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one of the things, well, of course, I mentioned the shirt dress and and those sort of things, but the other one I did not mention would be a wrap dress, which is great. And so one thing I do recommend, if it is your first pregnancy um, and you do believe that you, you may have more children, you know, why not invest in a couple, you know, good maternity clothes? And a wrap dress is something you can definitely wear for maternity after and maybe in between depending on how your weight fluctuates um uh, and i usually recommend um keeping clothes maybe some on the small side and some on the roomier side because we all fluctuate in in weight um i haven't uh you know it's been a while since i've had a baby (laughs) and i still fluctuate on my weight and i do keep you know different sizes i've had sizes everywhere from a size two to a size eight and that sounds ridiculous but it's it's true. you know we all tend to like go from one, especially older in you know the game. I'm very, very shy from fifty right now, and I do have friends that are in their mid sixties and they still go through that weight fluctuation, so there's nothing wrong with that. You want to wear clothes that would adjust with you. a wrap dress is a really great one um to keep um i I would get a few of those actually. So <clears throat> you're probably going to ask me where. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where? So um, a lot of my favorites when, so if you're thinking affordable, Target, Target has some really great maternity clothes, JCPenney, Macy's, obviously um, I do some research online, but I, I think, well, for clients, I, you know, I do have a couple of clients who were expecting and wanted help with the transition. Um, Target, JCPenney, Macy's. Um, there were some really great tunic tops that tend to flare a little bit down to the waist. And what I love about the tunic blouses is that they have these buttons going down, which is really great if you're, you know, when you're pregnant to wear another layer below that. And then of course, if you're nursing, you know, you have the buttons there, but it's great to layer that, um, those long blouses. I love those. Um, a great brand, too, that I discovered recently. It's called Milk Nursing Wear. Milk, M-I-L-K, Nursing Wear. So they're online. Uh, the other one is Belly Moms. And ASOS, A-S-O-S. They have a really great maternity line as well. Um, for more high-end, I found the store to have the best options would be Lord and Taylor. So if you're into corporate wear, let's say you're working up to your night month and you're working in a corporate field, um, I would head to Lord and Taylor. They do have some really excellent dresses and pieces that you can wear. Um, Great for bras as well. They have a really nice selection of nursing bras as well.
0: That is awesome. I love to hear you um, give all of those brands. So, ASOS, Lord and Taylor, and Nordstrom Rack are always kind of my go tos for people. So, ASOS for people who are like, oh, I don't want to go to the store. I'd rather do it online. ASOS, go to. Um, Also, Old Navy has really great maternity stuff, or just lately they have. Um, Yeah, they have more
1: simple stuff, though. They do have. More simple stuff, yes. <laughs> yeah, they do.
0: And, um, you know, people who don't mind venturing into this city, um, Nordstrom Rack and Lord and & Taylor. So I love to hear um, I love to hear that that's also what you recommend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nordstrom Rack, I love. They have really great affordable pieces. They don't have as much, I think, as Lord & Taylor does when it comes to maternity clothes. Um, but they do have a few things. You might get lucky, you'll get some really good deals. I got a pair of maternity leggings for someone there, I think for five bucks
0: can't beat that. That is awesome. No, you can't be that. And you wouldn't find that deal anywhere else. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I think it's all about, um, catching the, sh- the, the sales, right? It's all about <laughs> just, um, for me it's kind of luck, but maybe you have a a system or an equation that you an algorithm. <laughs> says everything, so algorithm focused. Yeah, it's called shopping research. There you go. <laughs> so making that shift um to dads or um masculine uh male partners, do you have any fashion for them? Um, maybe someone who prefers to dress in a more masculine clothing?
1: Um You know, obviously the shirt, again, the shirt dress or shirt blouse would be great. Um, The important thing for the partner is to um, not wear, like you don't want to wear your $150 silk tie. I don't know how many people have that, but there are people that do. And you really want to be mindful of, you know, this is a baby. You know, there's going to be spit up. There's going to be, you know, messes and things like that. And you don't want to put any additional pressure on your partner um, just being in the environment and you looking like um, something you can't touch. <laughs> you know, you definitely want to um, wear what's comfortable and, you know, um, wear something that you'll be flexible if you had to take it off because it got stained or dirty, whatever. Um, you really, I mean, the the best thing for a partner to do is just really be flexible and where things that you know wouldn't be too intimidating I'm more comfortable obviously
0: <laughs> yeah i think one of the biggest things that i always tell parents is that for the next you know year to two years whatever you have on around your child you need to be able to let go of it because it might be stained right um like yeah you know from breast milk stains to um to marker stains, to paint when they're a toddler. You just, you never know. You never, never know what's going to get on you.
1: Yeah. Even just blending food doesn't even have to be the baby. You could yeah, <laughs> and then it explodes. And yeah, I've had that.
0: <laughs> exactly. There's always, always, always disasters mm-hmm. to be had and your clothes might be caught in the crossfire. <laughs> Part of what I do as a maternity concierge is knowing tidbits like, um, like this, and right off the top of my head, I can give a few suggestions and the caliber of each, so the price and the quality and the customer service, you know, what other stores it might be like. Something that I hear a lot is, he, he, I need something to wear for, for, you know, whatever formal event I have, um, and I don't have anything To wear. What are your suggestions for go to outfits for expectant mothers who are attending formal events late in their pregnancy?
1: That's a good question. And a lot of it has to do with the time of year, the occasion, the season, the temperature, you know, these things. So I personally find that women who are expecting or, you know, later in their pregnancy look absolutely beautiful in a lace dress. I just think it's so elegant and beautiful and you're already glowing. It's just something um, that is additional, additionally attractive. Uh, the other thing too, would just be wearing, you know, um, a beautiful color that, you know, flatters them, maybe a bright pink or purple or something rich, you know, um, not too fussy. You definitely don't want to wear the huge prints, the large polka dot dress, you know, you want to stay away from that as much as possible. Um, Even large stripes, you know, you just want to kind of stick with solids or just get something very simple, elegant um, that you could wear. Um, The other thing to pay attention to would be shoes. Um, Obviously, in your late stages or if you're just trying to I know I had a hard time balancing because I had a huge belly. I had to make sure wear comfortable shoes all the time. So obviously whatever you're wearing, you definitely want to make sure that your shoes are, you know, going to be appropriate for that outfit. Again, I go back to Lord and Taylor. I do love their pieces. Um, would you believe, um, I don't know if you've heard of stitch fix. Yeah, actually I have. They do have a maternity line. That's amazing. Well, there you go, listeners. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so you can check that out. You have my permission, <laughs> just that once. <laughs> yeah, check out Stick Fix, uh, Stitch Fix. They ha- they do have a maternity line. If it's something that you can wait for, um, give them a shot. It's actually very good.
0: I love it. That's awesome. I'm a huge fan of, um, of black, right? So I just tell... If, if you've tried on so many things and you just can't find anything, my go-to is a black dress. Everyone looks great in black, right? And it's always so flattering on on everyone. So those are always my tips. Gosh, you guys are walking away with awesome, awesome tips. <laughs> Is there any um is there any go-to outfit that you suggest when you're just kind of feeling blah? So what's your one tip for that day when that we all inevitably have, you know, and you're just kind of blah, right? You can't really get a hold of it. Nothing looks good. You just don't feel pretty or confident. What what are your go-to's for that day?
1: Well, comfort is my main thing. When I'm comfortable, I sort of like allow myself to just be whatever it is. Um, and so I, I, I'm I, a large fan of the long maxi dress. And so with the long maxi dress, if I do have to run out, I'll throw on my denim jacket with that um, and a scarf, you know, a nice warm scarf and um, comfortable shoes. So that and... Um, Blue is probably my favorite color. It's such a neutral color. It's calming. Um, So I try to stay away from drama or things that would cause more attention to myself. I find that, yeah, the maxi dress, yeah, depending on the climate, um, it's just a great go-to. In the middle of winter, it'll probably be, (laughs) I hate to say it, but, um, you know, like loungewear. I love wearing that around the house. And then if I do have to run out, you know, um, a great coat covers up everything. (laughs) I always make sure I have a really nice coat. I try to stay away from, um, wool coats now because they just attract so much wool. I'm sorry, so much felt. Um, and so I try to do a mix, a combination of maybe some wool and some, um, down. Um, And then, of course, a really great purse. And so, when you're in New England or anywhere that's cold, it's really easy to cover up what you're wearing (laughs) once you have a nice coat and a nice handbag, right? That is definitely a perk. My little secret.
0: Yes, that is definitely a perk. You can always just cover something up. That's why I love long, long jackets that go all the way down to like almost my ankles because it doesn't really matter what I have on if I need to run to, you know, the grocery store or, you know, just down the street or whatever. I love it so much.
1: Those long cardigans do cover up a lot too. That's a really good one.
0: I am a huge fan of long cardigans. That is, um, that's definitely one of my staples and I have them in a lot of colors. They're cozy, they're comfy. Um, you know, they're easy and versatile. You can take them places. Um, yeah, I love a, a good long cardigan. Nice. Do you have any suggestions for parents out there who need help with what I call, you know, quick change outfits? So these are those outfits that look great, but are literally effortless, um, especially since your time is limited. Maybe they are, uh, maybe you're a quick change in the afternoon, or maybe this is what you wear um, in the mornings and you you, do, you have a very limited time to get ready.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, Easiest things I recommend to my clients, uh, especially clients who have multiple jobs or multiple events in one day, would be to invest in some really beautiful scarves. Um, especially if your your wardrobe basics are not as printed. You know, if you do have like sol- a lot of solid colors, a lot of solid pieces in your wardrobe, um, beautiful silky scarves can pretty much go with anything and it can, can really dress up an outfit, especially if you wore a simple jacket over, you know, your outfit, a jacket and a really beautiful scarf. So investing in a scarf, I mean, can be anywhere from 30 to a hundred dollars for a beautiful silk scarf at Neiman Marcus or Lord and Taylor or Nordstrom, Um, but it's so worth it. Um, You know, it's something you can wear to pretty much any event. Um, It's not an accessory that you have to, that would only go with certain things. Um, but it's easy to take along with you and you can definitely mix it with so many different things. That's a definite staple.
0: That's awesome. What great, great, great tips and tricks you guys have gotten Thank here. <laughs> and so where can people find you if they're interested in learning more maybe about your services or following along um, in, your, in your journey? Where do they find you?
1: Okay, well, I am on Facebook at Get Classified. And the name of my business is called Classified Image Consultant. Um, I did that, I suppose I'm a bit conservative, uh, naturally. I mean, I, I don't have to be all the time, but I am a bit conservative. And I respect my client's privacy very much. So going into someone's closet is a very personal, very private thing. And so that's what I try to emphasize. This is really me coming into your space and us working together to achieve your best version of yourself. So I am also on, um, my website is classifiedimageconsultant.com. I do live in Denver, but I would travel anywhere from New Hampshire to Rhode Island and in between. So um, yeah, I just would love for people to find me, ask me more questions. I'm all ears and very willing and happy to give advice.
0: Wow. So for our listeners who are in the Massachusetts area or in the New England area, there you have it. And for our listeners who are not, um, you can find her on the web. I, I look forward to hearing, um, hearing your feedback about this episode and, and who, who reaches out to Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I feel stylish just talking to you. I <laughs> hope that you've had just as much fun as I did listeners. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Hey, village members, I wanted to pop on here to give you a quick heads up that our small groups for new, expecting, and postpartum parents are launching soon. Okay, here's the lowdown. It's one evening and only two hours of your time. We will connect via a video call and you will get the chance to hang out with me and five to six other parents just like you all without having to leave your couch or change out of your yoga pants. How awesome is that? This means that you can live anywhere and get the support of the Tranquility Tribe Village. I work really hard to put you in a group with parents, not only by your guesstimated due date or the age of your children, but also by location. That's right. This way you can actually meet up with these other parent friends in real life. So cool. During our two hours together, you will be able to see me, chat with me face to face, pick my brain with all of your burning questions about what to expect, what's going on with your baby, what's going on with your body, what you can be doing right now to prepare for your birth or life with a newborn, exploring your options, and all the other things that might be on your mind. This is a safe space. Literally, nothing is off limits. I'm an open book. I want you to ask all the questions and all the things because I promise someone else is definitely wondering the same thing. Call in the Tranquility Tribe Village to support you. To sign up, you can visit our website, email me, or message me on Instagram or Facebook. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention you get exclusive access to our private, clients-only Facebook group. We cannot wait to support you, and I can't wait to see you there did you know that you can join our online tribes our private facebook group can be found by searching the tranquility tribe podcast on facebook and our instagram tribe is tranquility by hee he. if you have a story you want to share with us please reach out to us at tranquility by at gmail.com until next time villagers